Iconic Podcast, where we dive into the ups and downs of the human experience, and I insert yogic philosophy and mindfulness to better understand what is going on in our mind when we experience these ups and downs. I'm your host, Michelle Anthony, yoga teacher and educator, as well as amateur circus performer. Let's dive into this week's episode. another episode of the Bliss Tonic podcast. So let's take a brief moment. And this moment is a part of what I want to offer you to invite you to contemplate for this week. So we're just going to take a couple deep breaths. And for these breaths in and out through the nose and have an exhale that's longer than the inhale. So breathe in. Hold maybe for a second, exhale out the nose. If you can, close your eyes, breathe in. Exhale through the nose, soften the jaw, relax around the eyes. Another breath. Slow exhale. Before we dive into content or launch into the topics for today, I want you to think about who you are. Notice where you are physically. Where is your body? What shape is it in? What kind of experiences are going on with your body? Are there any physical sensations or energetic sensations? Do you notice any dullness or stagnance of energy? you feel tired or energized? Does your mind feel motivated and inspired or do you feel distracted? Do you feel shaky or stable? Who have you interacted with so far today and what do you have going on later? And then Kind of bring those two experiences back into this moment, into where you are right now, into your current experience, to your current location. And take one more breath. So, welcome. <laughs> so for today, I want to inspire you to take as many of these small moments as possible. I think as yogis, as a yoga teacher, you know, we have this great desire to engage with practice in a really big and meaningful and life-changing way. And especially if we aren't new on this path, if we've been um, a yoga, you know, student or if we've been a yoga teacher for a long time we always have this sense that got us to where we are now and it always is taking us deeper that inner knowing the inner seeker is always wanting more 
And sometimes that human piece of us comes into the mix and then adds a little bit of judgment of why aren't we doing that? Why aren't we going deeper? Why aren't we going and doing more practice more often and deeper practices at that? And so it's that human part of us that tells us that we're not doing enough and that we aren't enough and we're not offering enough. And it can really take away from the practices that we start to cultivate when we are really in tune and how we go from point A to point B is through small little moments that lead us to take bigger steps in inspiration, bigger steps in practice, bigger leaps and transitions in our life. It always starts with the small moments. And so I encourage you today to take as many of these moments, whether it's just focusing on your breath, whether it's sitting in your car after you park and before you go into wherever you're going and taking a moment and to remember, I'm in this human body. What is my human body like? What What is my mind experiencing right now? And remember that you are more that there is that inner consciousness that is the seeker within and that we experience who we are at a core level, the part of us that is never born and never dies, that that part of us is accessed through the mind. And so this is why we have Raja Yoga. And Raja Yoga is um, the royal path. And this is what I would consider my first training was in through the Himalayan tradition was in Raja Yoga. And this just means that we're accessing our yoga. Uh, We are seeking that state of unity. And we are doing that through the realm of the mind. So that means self-study. That means that we are in a state of inquiry. We are constantly um, thinking about ways that we can make our inner experience of consciousness more clear by purifying the mind, right? And this is where we have a lot of the ethics of yoga, the yamas and the niyamas. These are the kind of moral code of yoga. And why is that there? It's there to make our life easier. It's there so that we can enter this state of yoga more often when we are living in alignment with things that make our life easier, when it makes that consciousness, that who we are, more easy to access and more clear to see. So this is why we have this Raja Yoga that enters this experience of yoga through the realm of the mind. And we also have this space of Tantra. And Tantra is what I have been studying lately, and it is the training that I am currently enrolled in, a second 300-hour training, um, is all in the realm of Tantra, and it's something I feel so passionate about, and Tantra speaks to us of kind of changing our perception of who we are by changing our energy. So it's a set of practices that helps us shift our energy so that we can see more clearly. And so one is through the realm of the mind and kind of doing all of these practices to purify the mind, um, using the mind through the mind. In a lot of ways, that can be a more challenging path 
Um, and we have this realm of Tantra. And this is also, you know, beyond just Tantra accessing our consciousness through shifting our energy. And that way we become a little bit less dense, a little bit less uh, caught up or concerned with what's happening in our body and less reactionary to what's happening in our body. And we can feel it completely differently um, when we're um, connected to our energy body. And we remember that we're more than just human. So, and this is kind of where, you know, I don't ever want to um, tell somebody that any practice is better than another right? Meditation isn't any better than our asana practice. It's just a wise progression. And so sometimes um, I think about all the people who are out there going to vinyasa classes, right? All of those people who are going to however many vinyasa classes a week, and they discover the something more, right? Regardless of if any spiritual topics are talked about, regardless of if there's meditation offered at the end, I feel like all of these people who are maybe getting just the tiniest glimpse of what yoga truly has to offer us with it, which is so deep, so deep, all of these different tools that yoga and tantra has to offer us is it would take lifetimes truly to understand and practice and know all of them. And so I like to contemplate, you know, what are these people getting out of a purely physical practice, right? And that is absolutely the shift of energy. And then they get to remember through a shift in energy that they sometimes don't even know how good they can feel. We don't even know what's possible in our in our body until we start to do things differently. And what's beautiful about an asana practice is it challenges us. And what is happening in our body and mind are basically just um, different densities of the same stuff, different densities of the same energy. And so when we are challenging ourselves in our body, right, our mind is also being challenged. And the same goes for maybe entering it from this more mental aspect of Raja Yoga through meditation practice. And I get this feedback a lot about my classes is that they are challenging um, mentally just as much as physically um, because of the different cues that I give that help to move you more inward. And then we get to really see how distracted, easily distracted the mind is and how fast um, it wants to take us away from the present moment. And so what I have been loving lately is making my practice a perpetual remembrance of who I am. And so for me, that looks like um, sitting up in the morning (laughs) and truthfully, this is like I have a moment and I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to because if you know me, you know how I wake up. It's with a screaming baby about 80% of the time. (laughs) And I have this moment of just like, isn't there anybody else to do (laughs) this right now? Um, And because my partner started school, they're 
really isn't. Um, and so I have that moment and then I'm like, oh, okay, fine, get up and hop out of bed. And then I stop myself and I take a couple deep breaths and I remember who I am. And I remember I'm in this body and I take note of what's happening with my body. And then I remember I'm more than the body. And then I can only experience that part of me that is more than the body through the mind. And so in this space of contemplation, I'm already connecting with my spirit. And a lot of times that is, you know, say I'm like, I had this so today. I had two cups of coffee. I've been trying to just limit myself to one. And I have moments where I'm like, oh, you know, like you get those side effects of the coffee and you feel jittery or anxious or just the body feels different. And taking a breath and remember that I have these tools. So I have these moments, I experience them, and I remember I have tools to work on myself and go inward. And it takes less than 30 seconds to have a completely different experience and to move back into the realm of the spirit. So this can be done specifically at bookends of the day, the beginning of the day and the end of the day, and can also be done in the middle as many times as you can. And this is a really great way to make baby steps, and it really truly is like a non-committal way if that's what you need right now, like you're not ready for a full committed practice. This is a really great way to um, just start to engage with your spirit in a way that is very accessible and takes no more skills than you currently have. It takes no more tools. It takes no more guidance. It's only a practice of remembering who you are as often as you can throughout the day. And it's helpful to have certain like triggers that will be your reminder. So if you're like me and the majority of the population who has a smartphone and you find a second of boredom, right? And then we're like, oh, let me look at this phone um, and just see what's going on. And so you could have that every time you grab your phone and before you dive into it, you could take that moment to yourself and one breath is all it takes to change your energy. And so maybe in that one breath, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go into this world consciously or a little more consciously than before. And you may totally lose it and spend an hour. Like that just happens sometimes. But the more often you make these little mindful moments, the more likely you are to make choices that are more in alignment with you gaining clarity with you being present in your physical body and in your mind, and through that process, remembering your consciousness and just connecting to that seeker within, the part of you that got interested in all of this stuff to begin with. I'm going to take a moment to interrupt this episode and speak to all of you yoga teachers out there. Have you ever felt like you are at a crossroads with your teaching? Like you have maybe hit a point in your teaching that you would like to embody a little bit more confidence and bring a little bit more depth to your teaching practice. It is something that I have been strategically putting together for all of you is a eight 
eight-week online course, a deep dive mentorship with all of the content that I use to bring depth to my classes. So it's something that I have started to embody since the very beginning of my teaching practice is really strategically thinking about ways that I can bring students deeper. And a lot of times this means getting out of the traditional model of drop-in classes and creating content that I can really take students deeper than what I can do in a drop-in class with however many people and whoever shows up. So if you're interested in learning a little bit more about what is included in this online mentorship, you can find a link to it in the show notes. Let's get back to the episode. And so one other piece that I wanted to talk about for today's episode has to do with making decisions. So I know that I'm not the only one out there who has moments where you have like a decision to make. You have maybe a fork in the road, right? Do I choose this path or do I choose this path? Or maybe you're in this place of questioning, is this still the right thing for me to do? Or should I make this really big move and um, go in this direction with my life? So we all face small de- small decisions every single day. And at many moments in our life, we experience these moments that almost grip us in this big decision. This could totally change my life. This could be a really bad call. And we don't really have the answers of what's going to happen. So some tools that I find are super helpful to entering into that decision-making space and It's something that I've been sitting with for the past couple weeks and it hasn't been anything too um, gripping or it's not like I have to have a decision by a certain date, Um, but a lot of decisions have been on my plate lately and it's been something that I have been contemplating is how I make decisions and truly the power of saying no and the power of being open to possibilities and rewriting the rules of how things can play out. So a lot of times when we have these decisions, we are contemplating outcome and the potential fruits of our actions, which really we're not in control of. And so if you're experiencing hesitancy, and it's just something I want you to think about in any area of your life, are you experiencing hesitancy or doubt? and around these decisions and that's something to move into is where is that coming from what part of me is that coming from where do I feel it in my body I find this um, anytime we're dealing with um, difficult emotions is finding them in the body helps us to place them and explore them in a really safe way so where is that in your body And what is that part of your body saying? And oftentimes there's a message there when we get quiet and listen and don't think about the decision but move into the emotions associated with it and then explore that, right? Is it coming from self-doubt? Is it coming from 
spreading yourself too thin. So where is that coming from as far as making those decisions? And maybe explore the other side. Like the we have the, instead of just making the list of pros and cons, but make the list of like doubts and excitements or make the list of frustrations and um you know what what potentially you could step into with this decision how might it change you as a person if you stepped into this decision instead of this decision so the key element of that starts with the first thing we talked about in this podcast and that is moving into those small moments of remembering who you actually are and then when we have a decision to make, we're more acquainted with a part of us that is not necessarily attached to the outcome. It's more about the present moment because we cannot truly be in charge of the outcome. We can only be in charge of the energy that we bring into situations. And the energy that we bring into certain situations can that can be controlled by our conscious moments, the time we spend getting to study ourselves. And these moments that we are more centered versus reactionary. And when we bring that to the table of our decision making, we have a lot more clarity and a lot more um, places to dive into instead of just outcome good, bad, whatever, it's how do I feel about this decision versus this decision and what part of me is maybe triggered by taking this path versus this path. And sometimes when there's fear, I like to explore the worst possible outcome and best possible outcome and just know that I'm not in control of the outcome. But if I can be okay with anything on the two lists, then it's the decision that I know is only about me and what I bring to the table. Does that make sense? When you can be okay with the worst potential outcome <laughs> and the best potential outcome, then you know what you're working with and you know that it's up to you to just do the best that you can. So I hope that we take as many of these moments as possible and get to spend all week enjoying all that life has to offer with even more depth and even more excitement and joy. Thank you for listening and for doing this amazing work of being more present for ourselves so that we can step up into what we're meant to do, into who we're meant to be in this lifetime beyond just going through the motions of I am a body, I am a mind, I do this, I do this to make money, I do this to fill this part of my life of relationships and going through this list as a fragmented being. And this is what yoga is all about about coming together and bringing all of these pieces of ourselves into one unified experience 
And that is the beauty of Tantra that I cannot wait to explore with my teacher that I'm going to have on in a couple weeks, Tanya. So I'm very excited to have her on and dive even deeper into this topic of Tantra and how it is very life and body and human affirming and everything that we talk about here on the podcast. So until next week, see ya. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Blistonic Podcast. If this message resonated with you, share it with a friend, write a review, give it a five-star rating. I would love to hear from you and how these messages are hitting home and how you're implementing some of the offerings that I am giving to you at the end of these episodes. Thank you so much to the editor of this podcast, Kyle Piper. I'm on him to get some business cards and a website for all of you reaching out to connect with him that will be coming soon so I'm gonna keep getting on him to create more of those avenues for you to reach out to him so I know a lot of you are interested in starting your own podcast so reach out to him for support as needed and thank you very much for listening